You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Uh, my name's Matt. I will be hosting today, uh, coming to you um, from sunny California. Yeah, Joining yeah, me. yeah, we know. <laughs> I know. You you never get enough weather talk on the show now ever since they moved out here. Uh, but joining me is Neil and Ken, and missing is Jeff. Uh, where, where's Jeff at? Uh, Jeff decided to uh, take a tour of uh, the many closed-down factories in America, and uh, he's over in the Rust Belt uh, looking at a factory that made uh, whisks uh, closed down uh, because not a lot of people needed whisks anymore yeah. i think so he's there think he's stopping by a couple puppy mills yeah uh, you know, just being the general downer that, yeah. that he likes to be sometimes <laughs> yes exactly just by himself just down <laughs> that's so depressing it is but we're we're here so it's going to be fun yeah so uh i will be hosting this game it's my first game i wrote in a while uh first game from had- la right yeah, it took me. I, I had some writer's block because I just wanted to be outside enjoying the weather so yeah. much. Yeah, the uh, only thing that could make this show more boring is more weather talk. So. <laughs> yeah, so I had to reach out on Facebook and get some ideas. So it turns out there's a lot of questions that you guys are probably going to not know. So this will be a fun cool. game for you guys. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no, uh, no better so, city for you to be in with writer's block than Los Angeles, right? <laughs> yeah. If only there was a coffee shop where I can kind of just write. But uh, <laughs> So you guys will be on a team. Um, facing you is going to be a couple of cruiserweight champions. Uh, first, I'm going to introduce Jason Hess coming to us from Austin. How you doing, Jason? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm doing great. Yeah, Looking forward th- to it. Thank you. for you. Your Patreon support came in a quite a creative way, right? You want to explain that? Yeah, yeah sure. So um, my girlfriend, Natasha... Uh, granted my support as a christmas gift so she signed up in in my in my name in a way um we're, we're both cool. big fans of the show and uh it was a it was a huge surprise but i was you know i thought it was an awesome gift because uh you know it gives us support to something that we both that we both love yeah. so um and you got goodies coming at you here. now that's right yeah that's right and uh that's right. and I'm yeah good. thank you to natasha yeah uh shout out to her yeah. uh, and what are you doing over in uh, austin uh, I guess by day I'm a, a an electrical engineer, but um, in the off time, <laughs> I play a lot of pub trivia, like probably a lot of your audience. And um, yeah, I don't know, not not too much else, just <laughs> just living life. Yeah, that's right. It's good to have hobbies like that. So. That's right. <laughs> 
All right. And joining us from Tulsa is Dane Couch. How you doing, Dane? Pretty good. How about you guys? Good, well. good. Thank you for joining us. All right. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into the show and what do you do? Well, one of the podcasts I listen to is called Ice Cream Social, and that's where I heard hey. about you guys from. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Matt, Paul, and Jacob. That's great. That is the right. fir- first time we've heard that, I think. Uh, that we that was an interesting um, appearance on that show for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a pretty good episode. <laughs> we tried. It was, It was. I don't know if you know. It got but a little crazy. It got a little crazy. We recorded that, I think, at 2 in the morning. Yeah. It was really late, oh, and we were kind of jet lagged. So uh, we'll have to come back uh, when we're in Vegas next time and, and do like a proper full energy episode. Yeah. I just started listening to you guys and really liked it. I like trivia, but there's sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what you guys, what you guys are asking. So. <laughs> we, 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 we do feel too. that too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> All right, well, before uh, Matt takes it away, maybe we should toss it over to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah. All right, great reading today. Yeah, um, I don't know how he did it in Sanskrit, but it's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, we came up with some uh, fun team names. Uh, You guys, you're both from the Panhandle area, right? Well, or at least from states that have states with panhandles. So we are the Panhandlers. I like it. The Panhandlers. Yeah. And because we put so much pressure on the other team when we're playing together, we're going to be the French press. I like it. <laughs> More coffee references. More coffee references. Can't get enough. The Coffee and Weather podcast. <laughs> How exciting. Uh, are you guys ready for question one? Yes. All right, question one. This recent World Series champion's legitimacy has come into question with a giant cheating scandal involving sign-stealing and a possible buzzer taped to star player Jose Altuve's chest. We're going to lock in over here. So you're looking for the team, right? I'm looking for the team. We're good. We're good over here. You guys can talk. Dane, I I think I've seen this in the news, but what's your thought? Oh, I've I've heard about it, but I can't even think of uh, who won the championship this past year. Well, I don't, I don't know that I don't think they won this year, but I'm pretty sure Altuve is a Houston Astro. Okay, we said the Astros as well. Mm-hmm. And yep, and the answer is the Houston Astros. Um, this cheating <laughs> scandal is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's There's pretty a, pretty bad. So it, it's yeah. mostly about like surveillance and transmitting what their what their signs are, right? Yeah, and then there was guys in the dugout who would bang on trash cans when a curveball was coming. So Ugh. you could you could hear on the broadcast like a banging, and that was every time a curveball was coming. So they that's knew. lame. <laughs> yeah. So question two: In Greek mythology, this god of dreams was the son of Hypnos and was responsible for actually shaping and forming the dreams. I think I'm good here too. So we'll, we'll lock in. I I, I usually get nervous about these but they said hypnos which is the one i confuse it with so i think this is uh or fishburn himself morpheus yeah i was gonna say this this is a guy from uh from the matrix that offers you some undescript pills so we said morpheus yep the answer is morpheus 
I originally had some Matrix clues in there, but I, I didn't feel like you needed those. Nah. So. <laughs> what's the thing? What's his line he says in the Matrix? The the famous one, Morpheus. About the pills? Uh, not about the pills. There's or, a lot of them. Oh, maybe about the pills then. Take the red pill. Right. Or you take the blue pill. Oh, I thought he said something like something with your mind. Free your mind. Free your mind. That's what it is. Yeah, and the rest will follow. That's that that, him. I right? think I was thinking of Vogue. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question if you free your three. mind, they will come. Right. Yeah, that's the quote. Yeah. <laughs> Or he will come? He Someone's will come. coming. That's a she said. Question <laughs> Get three. out of here, Matt. <laughs> Question three. In 1962, this Nobel Prize winning author faced the wrath of the New York Times, which asked why the committee chose an author whose limited talent is in his best books, watered down by 10th rate philosophizing. I always answer Faulkner for these questions, and uh, I think it's incorrect. Though he does kind of do that, right? I think so. He's the one with the butterfly. He's I am wrath. Didn't he write I am wrath? Or I don't, I don't know. Because the wrath. I I'll think leave it is, to you. Ugh, I don't Go know. I though. To say Faulkner. Okay. I it, so when we were talking about it, we were uh, we were thinking of Americans and thinking of Steinbeck and, and Hemingway. But I'm trying to think if wrath is a clue. Wait, wrath. Wrath. Uh, <laughs> wait, grapes of wrath. Right. That's, <sighs> yeah. Okay. So actually. <laughs> How about I would lean Steinbeck based on finally figuring out the clue. That's fine with me. I'm not. I have no anything okay. on either one of them. So <laughs> okay, I guess we're locking in with Steinbeck. That's a great clue. Yeah, I, I think we whiffed on that clue, right? We did. Um, yeah, the wrath. For some reason, I, I I always answer Faulkner for these questions, and I don't think he ever won one. And I for some reason always answer Faulkner. But um, yeah, we went with William Faulkner. Uh, way to pick up on that clue uh, was about the wrath of grapes uh, or no <laughs> grapes of wrath but John Steinbeck <laughs> is the answer that's a different book the wrath of grapes yes. <laughs> it's about um, somebody yes. with a fruit sensitivity yeah right <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of heartburn never hurt anyone alright so points to the panhandlers there moving on to question four the Child is the official name of the breakout character from this Disney Plus series, appearing in millions of memes and knockoff Etsy merchandise. We're locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Well, <laughs> I, I know it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, are you going to say the Mandalorian? or the? Yeah, Mandalorian. Okay, yep. Yeah, this is the famous Baby Yoda from the Mandalorian. Yep, Baby Yoda, the answer is the Mandalorian. I still haven't seen it. I need to see it. So I'm way behind. Question five. In a classic vintage ad for this beer that was known as the beer that made Milwaukee famous, a well-dressed man tells his wife, don't worry, dear, you didn't burn the beer. I mean, you got Miller Lite? Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh, yeah, that's probably it. Milwaukee's Best. Milwaukee's Best. Pabst Pabst Blue Ribbon, though. That does. They have the Pabst Theater there. Yeah. Right? All right, let's, let's go with Pabst Blue Ribbon. Okay. I like that. Yeah, so we're 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 down to a coin flip again. I think we're we're talking about either Schlitz or Strohs. Um, I think I think we're both leaning towards Strohs, but I can't uh, put any more. It just feels like a random guess at this point. But uh, Dane, do you want to lock in with that or? Yeah, Strohs is fine. Okay. Oh, and it's a callback to the Astros, probably. No, probably not. But <laughs> Knowing Matt, that's we'll, probably we'll true. Say Strohs. <laughs> yeah, we weren't sure what to go with, but we didn't want any uh, Dennis Hopper fans uh, calling us out on this. So we just to be safe, we're going with Paps Blue Ribbon. Mm. Uh, you, you're wrong on the toss-up there. It was Schlitz. Oh. Ah. 
they had a lot of very inappropriate ads uh, back in the day. Hmm. <laughs> so it looks like after five questions, Matt, uh, the French press over here, we have 30 points, and uh, the Panhandlers have 40 with a slight lead. All right. Let's move on to question six then. Fashion is fickle. This long-established brand was at an all-time low in the early 2000s, found on the discount racks at Walmart and Target, but inexplicably began to rise in popularity in the past three years, being seen on celebrities such as the Kardashians and Chance the Rapper. Sales of this merch grew 33% in 2017 and then 40% again in 2018. What is the brand? So his clue about Target, Target used to have, I think it was their own name brand that was called Mosimo. I don't know if that exists anymore. Not that I can think of. I'm trying to think of a chance the rapper wears. Oh, no, not Oshkosh. He wears overall sometimes. I'm trying to think. Oh, of... maybe. Uh... Are the Kardashians, they wear... Um, I don't care, so it's hard to... Yeah. It's a... Oshkosh might not be a terrible answer. Okay, we're, we're locked, locked in. I have no guess at all. Cause I could... <laughs> like all the things I was thinking of are just been popular all the time. So. Or like... Oh, wait, what about... What about Jordash? You mentioned jeans. That was yeah, like, maybe. are they back? <laughs> Could be. Uh, I love this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> it shows how in touch we are. Is Jordash um, back? Could it be? <laughs> this is like a... Doesn't a, sound like that was back. <laughs> it's like a fashion blog. Could it be? Is Jordash back? I, okay, I, I guess I'll say Lacoste. Okay. Yeah, we had a discussion. Uh, originally, we said we knew there was a brand at Target called Mosimo, which is kind of like their um, designer brand. But I thought that was just Target itself, like it, it, uh, it's its own brand. But then I said maybe um, I, I've seen them wear overalls, and kind of I remember Oshkosh. So we thought maybe it could be that. So we went, went with Oshkosh. Guess. Um, well, the answer is actually Champion. Oh, the Champion brand. You're right. It is huge now. Is it? Yeah. yeah, it is. They have a store like in Wicker Park actually of just oh. champion stuff. Who knew? Yeah, this, and, yeah. The the sweaters used to go for like ten dollars at Walmart, and now they're like ninety five hundred dollars at Urban Outfitters. Yeah, no way. Yeah, because I I have a bunch sure. of champion stuff, and like it's so expensive now. I, I bought it. it. Yeah, I should. I should. <laughs> Sold yeah. on eBay. Yeah. For vintage from when we got made fun of in grade school, and now now it's like the most popular thing. No way, man. All right. Good to know. Question seven. Once known as Southwest Africa, this African nation has the second lowest population density in the world next to Mongolia. Do I wrote me? this for Jeff, but he's busy uh, yeah. surveying the country. So We were going to recap a conversation, but it was hardly a conversation. So, yeah, well, we're just going to lock in with uh, Uganda. Okay, you guys going with Uganda? I, I, I was pretty sure I, had, I knew this one. I, I think it's literally in Southwest Africa, uh, Namibia. It is definitely in Southwest Africa. It is Namibia. Oh, nice poll. You know, we were trying to get a country in Southwest Africa, but uh, <laughs> that therein lies the difficulty. So, yeah, <laughs> South Africa is probably somewhat Southwest. You would have been close. Well, we knew it wasn't South Africa. <laughs> All right. Question eight. In the summer of 2019, the claw became the law as White Claw became the Gen Z Zima as health-conscious drinkers everywhere turned to the hard seltzer for a guilt-free drink. There are five official flavors, and I need you to name three. Bonus points for all five. I, Matt spent the most amount of time on this question. So that was, <laughs> there was a lot of jokes in it. Yeah, there's a lot of great little buzzwords there. 
Um, all right. So you, you had some for your party, right? Yeah, we had black. Um, sorry, we had black, black cherry. Black cherry was one for sure. Mango was one. Mango, uh, black cherry. Because our friend was screaming about flavors. Yeah, one of them was green. Maybe like a lime. Lime is a pretty standard seltzer flavor. So yeah, let's go black cherry, lime, and mango. So I, I don't know. I I feel I feel pretty good about black cherry and lime. I would lean grapefruit. I, but if you think. It, you said mango. I don't know if there's any other. Uh, did I'm just throwing out like Bud Light, Limeritas. Right, <laughs> flavor. right, right, right. Then if we don't have to go to for bonus, are you okay with black cherry, lime, and grapefruit, uh, Dane? Yeah. That's- okay, we'll lock in with that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we agree with black cherry and lime. We know Neil has some of these in his fridge from the uh, New Year's party that you threw. Mm-hmm. I think one of our friends brought it. And then I remember one of, my, one of our friends screaming about mango. As, as the best flavor, right? I think Uh-oh. so. Yeah, I think Dane was on the right path there listening to their conversation. I think mango is one. So Grapefruit might be one, yeah. but we're pretty sure about mango too. Yeah. Oh. Oh, all right. So we have black cherry, lime, raspberry, mm. mango, mm. and <laughs> ruby grapefruit. Oh. Ruby grapefruit. <laughs> so both teams getting points there. All nice. right. Good team effort there, both teams. All right, question nine. Idaho is known by this totally outrageous nickname due to its abundance of natural resources and scenic areas. Oh, is that Idaho? Maybe. Maybe it is. All right, we're locked. Well, I I only know one person who's truly outrageous, and she's Jem. So the, I, I, there is a Jem state, and I was I always get confused between Nevada and Idaho there, but Nevada's a silver state, and so... Uh, yeah. So I, I think it I think it is the gem state G E G E M, but not like oh. we said the show me state. Well, the answer is the gem state. What is this gag that you're doing here? Gem, she's totally outrageous. Oh, <laughs> that's very Matt. Yeah. Oh, good job picking up on that, Jason. That's funny. <laughs> Jason one? seems to know uh, how I write questions. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. Where's Where is the show me state? Isn't that? Missouri. That's Missouri. Oh, okay. Sorry, everyone in Missouri. Show me Missouri. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's finish up this round with question 10. It's a good way to finish. Usually, yes. This alternative band has won two Grammys, sold millions of records, but is best known to me anyway for having two songs made into music videos for Tiny Toons Adventures and for having the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. We're locked in. They may, may be giants. Yeah, right. I was trying to make sure it wasn't the, you know, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> also, the, all those shows had kind of uh, yeah. alt bands. I can't remember. Yeah, the boss of boss. Of, you're not the boss. You're not the boss. Me. Yeah, I think that's that's. I'm pretty sure that's Chicago Geek Bowl musical guest. They might be giants. Yeah. What um, a what a what a segue that would be if that's the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Who who would write that? <laughs> yeah, I I think you're right. I think let's lock in with they might be giants. All right. And we said they might be giants. Oh, yeah. And the answer is they might be giants. And where can you see they might be giants coming up, Ken? Uh, Geek Bowl, <laughs> Chicago. Oh. Are we doing anything for Geek Bowl? We are. Uh, it's very exciting, Matt. A great segue there. Uh, nice of uh, Dane got that one right away. So, yeah, Geek Bowl 2020. It's going to be here in Chicago. Uh, you guys can uh, come out and compete if you've already gotten tickets. If not, uh, we have a big event that we're doing with some fellow podcasts. Uh, it's going to be on uh, March 5th, which is a Thursday, 
from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. at Bar Louis River North. Uh, it's right down the street from the House of Blues and the Marina Towers, uh, walking distance to a lot of the hotels that everyone's going to be staying at for Geek Bowl. Uh, but it's going to be a great, fun night. Uh, there's going to be food, drinks, karaoke, dancing, um, fraternizing, uh, joking around. Uh, lamp- lampshades on the head, right? All that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to have uh, some t-shirts there from our uh, partners, Inked and Screen. They're going to be uh, uh, making some t-shirts of a special design for everyone. Shooting them out of a t-shirt gun at short range. Short range mm-hmm. in the gut. Um, but yeah. it's going to be a fun time. So come yeah. hang out with us. Meet some of your other uh, fellow trivia podcast listeners. Yeah. yeah. Blackhawks Ice Girls are going to be there. It's going to be crazy. So you sure you want to promise that? I do not want to promise. That. No promises. <laughs> no promises. There. They're invited. Uh, but it's yeah, if you there. listen to any number of podcasts like uh, Trivia Warfare, Misinformation, Complete the List, uh, Sports Trivia, Face Off, uh, you're a part of the uh, Illuminati group uh, for uh, Learned League, uh, or uh, you are a fan of Something Something Birds from uh, Lita George. Uh, and uh, many other different uh, people there. But uh, we're really excited to uh, be a part of it, and we can't wait to see you all if you make it out. Sure. All right. Well, speaking of other trivia podcasts, this uh, round is called Complete the List. Hey. I am going – yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm going to give you um, nominees for an Oscar, three of them, and you have to tell me which movie actually won Best Picture. Cool. All right. Number one, Barry Lyndon, Jaws. Dog Day Afternoon. Number two, Apollo 13, Babe, Sense and Sensibility. Number three, Dead Poet Society, Field of Dreams, Born on the Fourth of July. Number four, Brokeback Mountain, Munich, Capote. Number five, Cabaret, Deliverance, and Sounder. Number six, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Wizard of Oz, and Of Mice and Men. Number seven, Fences, Arrival, Manchester by Sea. Number eight, Django Unchained, Life of Pi, Silver Linings Playbook. Number nine, Pulp Fiction, The Shawshank Redemption, and Quiz Show. And number 10, Taxi Driver, All the President's Men, and Network. Okay, we will uh, think about these and we'll be back with our answers. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Okay, all the answers are locked in. Matt, can we get the list one more time and we'll see what we thought? Yeah. All right. So for number one, it was Barry Lyndon, Jaws, and Dog Day Afternoon. Panhandlers, what'd you have? We said uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. French Press. Yep. Uh, One of the films to win uh, the Big Five, we went One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. That is correct. All right. Number two, Apollo 13, Babe, and Sense and Sensibility, uh, Panhandlers. Wow. We painted our faces blue and said Braveheart. We we decided that you could take our lives, but you can't take these five points from us. (laughs) So Braveheart. The answer is Braveheart. Good job, both teams. Uh, Number three, Dead Poet Society, Field of Dreams, born on the 4th of July, Panhandlers. So I was pretty sure this was 1989, and then I think that means it has to be Driving Miss Daisy, but not 100% sure. Uh, I think Jason uh, should have been 100% sure. I'm pretty sure it's Driving Miss Daisy. Yep, Driving Miss Daisy is correct. All right, number four. Brokeback Mountain, Munich, and Capote. Uh, panhandlers. We had we had some back and forth on, on this one, but I, I was pretty sure the, Brokeback, the big controversy was one of the most controversial winners um, of all time was Crash, which famously won over Brokeback. Broke so we said Crash. Yeah, possibly one of the weaker years, I would say. Yeah, who thought a Dave Matthews Band uh, biopic would win <laughs> Best Picture? <laughs> but yeah, we said Crash. The answer is Crash. All right, points all around. Number five, Cabaret, Deliverance, and Sounder, uh, Panhandlers. Oh, we never even talked about this one. We missed it. So uh, <laughs> on the 70, uh, we will live... 72 it's like 71 or 72 i so that would be a french connection or godfather i'll say i i I guess i would say french connection okay uh yeah we we were right around that time period originally uh, in the early 70s we're like oh maybe it's the godfather maybe it's uh you know 71 72 and then we we thought well maybe it was earlier than that like 67 so we actually said something earlier we said the apartment the answer was The Godfather. Oh. What year was that movie? 70, 72. 72? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were just a little too early. That's okay. Just a little off there. All right. Number six, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Wizard of Oz, and Of Mice and Men, Panhandlers. I think that's the big movie year, 1939, uh, Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. French press? Yep. Whenever it's uh, mentioned in the same breath as Wizard of Oz, got to go with Gone with the Wind. Yeah, I couldn't have the list without it. I said it was Gone with the Wind. 
All right, number seven, Fences, Arrival, and Manchester by the Sea, Panhandlers. A lot of discussion over this one. What did <laughs> oh, you guys end up with? We just could, we couldn't decide what year any of those any of the those movies came out, and so I think we were down to 2015 and 2016, and we leaned earlier and said 15, which we thought meant Spotlight. Yeah, we were having the same struggle. Uh, these are pretty recent movies. Um, we were right around the. Uh, those same years 14 15 16 and uh we we're like birdman spotlight moonlight and we went with spotlight mm, no it was la 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 no it was moonlight that was it like one year later that was that year yep oh man yeah i think if i put la la land in there you would have had it so i kind of sure that one out. <laughs> it, it wasn't even it. that long ago and it just feels like I, I forgot all of them for some reason you know these last like four years all right. Uh, number eight, Django Unchained, Life of Pi, and Silver Linings Playbook, Panhandlers. This is, this is another one where I think we might be a year off. That I, We thought it was like 09 or 10, but then we couldn't. We said the we said Slumdog Millionaire. I think that could be slightly earlier. but I think Slumdog was nine, but I think this was a little later, and we said this, again, was kind of a weak a week year, and uh, we went with Argo. The answer was Argo. This Ooh. was um in twenty twelve these movies came out. Okay, we were way off. <laughs> uh number nine, Pulp Fiction, The Shawshank Redemption, and Quiz Show. Panhandlers. Pulp Fiction and Shawshank are definitely ninety four, and ninety four is definitely Forrest Gump. Yep. Uh one of the best years in movies, ninety four, that would be Forrest Gump. Yep, definitely Forrest Gump. Points for both teams. And running on my mind, out- boy. Forrest Gump. <laughs> All right, finishing out the round. Taxi Driver, All the President's Men, and Network, Panhandlers, what'd you say? Uh, 1976, I think, is Rocky. Yep, uh, film purists will tell you that uh, Taxi Driver was robbed. Other film purists will say All the President's Men was robbed. Like, Another film purists will say, Yo, Adrian! That's correct, and uh, <laughs> we put Rocky. Yes, Yo, Adrian, we did it. It was Rocky. So a good round for both teams there. All right, following the swing round, it looks like the Panhandlers increased their score to 115. Pretty dominant so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are lagging behind at the French press with 90 points. we got to put a little more pressure on them. That's right. All right, moving on to round two, uh, starting with question one. Which amendment briefly brought in the period of prohibition, and which amendment somewhat fittingly repealed that amendment? I need right. both amendments. We'll lock in. There's a lot of... Uh... There are a lot of microbreweries that make 20, 21st Amendment brews and things like that in honor of the repeal. Um, Dane, I'm not sure where you're sitting. I, I'm pretty sure it's the 18th and the 21st. Yeah, now that he mentions it, I think uh, he might be right. Uh, I think uh, the women's suffrage was in between. We put 19 and 20, though. And the answer is the 18th and the 21st. Mm, good job. I'm just thinking now a good way to remember that for myself because I, I had it incorrect as well uh, mm-hmm. is if it's 18 and 21, then in some countries you can drink at 18 and in here you can drink at 21. So there I'll remember go. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> little little you mnemonic go. for you guys. Oh, it's been sitting there all that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I was looking up amendments, I saw that. I said, oh, that's a, that's a neat little thing. So there you go. Uh, question two. Which country has the most natural lakes, accounting for over half of the natural lakes on the planet? Maybe U.S. or Canada? That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Mm. 
I think we went with the U.S. because of Minnesota, land of a thousand lakes, but it ended up being Canada. All right, let's go Canada then. Okay, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Yeah, we're we're also good. So we were we were both feel like we've heard this pretty recently, and uh, we're uh, gonna say Canada. Yeah, we were thinking about last time we heard this question. We think we said U.S. and we were wrong, so we went with Canada. All right, the answer is Canada. Yeah. All right, points all around. That's always good. Feels good. Yeah, it's it's nice when you don't answer the same wrong answer again, like like we always tend to do. <laughs> like the three times we said yeah. that uh, the uh, thing on Instagram was a stapler and not an egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're referring Absolutely. to the the most liked the pic- most picture. liked picture. Yeah, is not a stapler. It's an egg. <laughs> the egg. <laughs> Question three. This notorious dictator may have had a softer side, as he was an avid lover of the opera. According to his official biography, he wrote six operas, all of which are better than any in the history of music. A dictator who wrote six operas? This might have been uh, Kim Jong-il. You know what? North Korea is the one with this that does this kind of spin. Right, yeah, the, the, the fact spin, yeah. I don't think it's Kim Jong-un. I think it's Kim Jong-il. That makes sense, because they say, like, Kim Jong-un doesn't go to the bathroom, and, like... I like that. That's a good answer. Okay. So I think we're, <laughs> I think we're yeah. zeroing in on. We're we're pretty sure that North Korea writes the best, uh, the best fantastical biographies, and so it's just a question of which which ruler. And we were zeroing in, I think, on Kim Jong Il. Um, so uh, yeah, you you have to lock in with that, Dane. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, All yeah. right, locked in. Yeah, we kind of had a uh, similar thought process. Um, North Korea is usually the country with that kind of spin. But I would like to see Kim Jong-il's operas compete with the opera that I wrote, which is actually the greatest opera of all time. But we went with Kim Jong-il. Yep, the answer is Kim Jong-il. Nice. What's the name of that opera? Oh, my opera? Yeah. Uh, Triviality, A Life. (laughs) Triviality, A Life, a short musical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's a rock opera. (laughs) It's a rock opera. Right. Better than any in the history of music. Yeah, it's going to be the next Hamilton, guys. (laughs) I can see it. I can see it. All right, moving on to number four. This 2016 live-action superhero movie became the first one of its kind to be nominated for a Best Picture Golden Globe, meaning the first live-action superhero movie to be nominated in its category. Okay, we're going to lock in. You guys can talk. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther. Well, they said, Matt, did you say 2016? I did. Yeah, that. I think that was oh. 18. Oh, Logan. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to come up with anything better. Um, let's just lock in. Me neither. With, with, let's try to get lucky with Logan. Hey, okay. <laughs> this guy knows his movies. He does. Uh, we're going with Logan as well. Uh, so the answer was actually Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool oh. nominated for Best Comedy. Oh. Uh, for Music. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Good thinking there. Yeah, I didn't even think. I, I thought of Deadpool, but I didn't even put it together that it would have been the answer to that question golden globes does some weird things sometimes yeah yeah they do for sure that's their trademark yeah yeah all right moving on to question five my favorite husband was the name of a popular radio program in the 40s that would lay the groundwork for this much much more well-known classic television show no i'm thinking it's um sorry not i love lucy uh, but um, the one, the guy who's like to the moon and back. Oh, the honeymoon. Honeymooners, maybe, because he was like idea. the main character, right? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. I think it's going to be one of the like kind of 1950s 
area class, you know, classic shows. But I, I don't oh, know. I don't know. I could make an argument for for Honeymooners, or maybe I Love Lucy. I, I I don't know. I feel like Leave It to Beaver focuses on the kids, and so that doesn't yeah. doesn't seem as likely. But let's I, let's say the Honeymooners then. Okay. Okay. Hey, we said the Honeymooners as well. Oh, you kept dancing around it, Jason. It's I Love Lucy. Oh, we had the exact same oh. conversation as Jason and, and Dan. It was Honeymooners or I Love, Lu- I Love Lucy. And yeah, both went the wrong way. That makes sense, yeah, it, though. You know what that means, a, Neil? Bang, zoom. Bang, zoom, yeah. <laughs> to the one of these days, Neil. I'm going to pop one you one. One of these days. One of these days. <laughs> Question six. There are six alkaline earth metals that occupy the second column of the periodic table. They include calcium, magnesium, beryllium, strontium, radium, and this 56th element. Hmm. I don't know. You might know because I, if Jeff is. You don't mind if I lock in with one? I have, yeah, I have, yeah. All right. No idea. We're locked in. This one I also wrote for Jeff, but he's not here. Sad. He'll be so sad. I don't know. I, as a blind guess, I would say rubidium, but I, (laughs) I can tell you, I'm sure it's not lithium and it's. I mean, it's going to be one of these, you know, 56 is, is getting into the, it's not going to be one of the metals that we've heard up, heard of in the higher numbers. So it's going to be, I mean, it just seems like, it seems like such a hard question. <laughs> so I, I'm curious if we're overlooking something, but. No, I, it's I a hard know. question. Yeah. <laughs> I it was built I for know. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I would like to say rubidium if, unless, unless Dane, you've got. You I got something. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. I, I was just thinking alkaline battery, really. So <laughs> battery. Like, um. yeah. All right. Well, you're going with rubidium. We're just yeah. gonna throw out uh, lucky tungsten, hopefully. Mm. Well, the answer we're looking for is barium. Mm. And uh, no, that one. Oh, is that? Oh, that's yeah, the one yeah, starring Bill Hader, right? Yeah. Today's episode of Barry, sponsored by Barium. Barium. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's favorite I element. I that in 11th grade chemistry, but <laughs> way, way too long. Every once in a while, I'll throw in a really hard science question just for fun. I made it, with I no made it hint. Harder. With no hint. Dane is uh, not on camera right now, but I can tell he's shaking his fist at you, Matt. I know. Wow. <laughs> well, let's, let's cleanse that with a nice sports question, right? Sure. All right. Number eight. In 1990, Scott Skiles it, was in... Sorry, is this seven or seven. eight? Oh, it's seven. Yeah, right. come on, Matt. Get a hold of yourself here. I know. Oh, yes. It's that freewheeling yeah. L.A. lifestyle. It is. Catching yeah. up to you. Yeah. We, well, we do things a little different out here. Uh, moving <laughs> I see on. see your Christmas Question... tree is still up. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my Christmas palm tree. Question seven. In 1990, Scott Skiles was in quite the giving mood as he set the records for most assists in a single game. I'm also in a giving mood, so within two, how many assists did he have in this game? And what sport is that? I'll give you I'll give you the clue. It's basketball. Oh, thanks. Okay. I think I can come up with a decent number. Okay. Within two? We're locked in. Within two. I was really hoping. Yes, we're within two. Yeah, I, I was really hoping he asked for the team because I remember having his basketball card that year, and it was on the <laughs> yeah. Orlando early Orlando Magic, I think. But um, 
I, I, I've got no idea. Um, I think it's probably in the mid to high 20s. I was thinking 25 to 30, somewhere around there. That sounds like we're, <laughs> we're directly on. I, if we say 27, we get 25 through 29 covered. I think 27 covers, we were both thinking basically between 25 and 30. And so sounds good if we to say me. 27, it covers everything except for 30. So let's, we'll lock in with 27. That's a lot of assists. Uh, I wasn't sure what would be a good number in the 90s. Uh, to me, you know, almost 20 seemed like a lot of assists. So just to get 20 and uh, the low of 16, we said 18. Mm-hmm. Jason, you're going to kick yourself on this one. It's 30. Whoa. <laughs> so you missed Man. it by one. Oh. Getting in the ballpark. but uh. Assists are a funny stat because it's based on the, the home team scores. So sometimes they'll give an assist on things that like a guy will take like five dribbles and then throw it up and they'll still give the assist. So sometimes those are those are cooked for the home team a little bit too. Look at the sports talk here. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Cooked yeah. for the sports team. Cooked. Cooked. Mm-hmm. Like a grenade. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Moving on to number eight. The indentation in the wine bottle goes by this name, something that Ray Guy would get a kick out of. There's an indentation in a wine bottle? Yeah, on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, at the, at the bottom. Oh. Yeah. You know, I, I hear his clue, and I know what his clue is about, so I'm just going to take a guess. Okay. I don't know what that clue is about, so it's all up to you. Yeah, I'll mute and tell you, but you can tell me if it makes no, sense. No, just, just lock in. Let's go find Okay, all right, we're locked in. I I also think I picked up on the clue. Um, Dane, did you, do you have any thoughts before we lock in? Uh, well, I can walk over and grab a bottle of wine, but it still won't help me. <laughs> you should just yeah. grab it anyway, though, and have a few have a few sips for us. <laughs> um, Ray Guy, I'm trying to think of that. What's? Yeah, he was a Hall of Fame punter for the Raiders, I think. And so the it's if I can only imagine given the clue that it's called a punt. But Okay. Yes, uh Hall of Fame uh punter for the Raiders. Um I just figured with the clue it's punt. Yeah, you guys picked up on it. The answer is a punt. Hey, thanks for the clue. Yeah. So that it does have a name. Uh they, it doesn't actually do anything to the wine, apparently. Uh, it's yeah, just well, kind it of a remnant is, from when they used to wine. blow them. Saves yeah. wine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Some some of them have a, a longer, higher punt, and some of them have a, a shorter, you know, mm-hmm. punt for for a yard position or for you yeah. know ball position. So, <laughs> coffin corner punts. All right, number nine. This person was the inventor of friction matches. Given that, it's surprising they don't come in black, blue, or green labels. What are you thinking? All right, so he said black, blue, and green labels. Isn't um like Johnny Walker? Um, oh, there's a black... Is it blue? No, there's a red label, Johnny Walker. A black label. Should we say Walker? Yeah, I can't right. I can't think of another. We've been hint hunting, but I, I think we're... So you guys are locked in? Yeah. I, yes. We're, we're saying uh, that... What comes in a black label, a blue label, and a green label is Johnny Walker Scotch. And so we said maybe there's some dude named Johnny Walker who invented friction matches. Yeah, we said Walker as well. Now I'm kind of worried that it's Scotch, though. Mm, the answer is John Walker. Hey. Ooh. Now we're getting somewhere. There you go. Is, gr- right. is green label like the worst one? I don't, I don't, I forget what it is, how it's that like works. It's like made yesterday. There's um there's Born a white Walker whiskey. label for Game of Thrones too. <laughs> I'm getting ready to say 
Dane, what were you drinking at the uh, the chili event? Was it Johnny Walker or no? Uh, oh, no. I drank Corona last night. With a lime <laughs> or without a lime? With a lemon, actually. Oh. oh. No, no claws? <laughs> no. So there were laws at this party. <laughs> <laughs> laws with no claws. All right, mm. Matt. Can't answer that question. <laughs> Finishing up this round and uh, the game up to the final. Question 10. Tony Khan is known for being the CEO of an all-elite wrestling company and being a co-owner of this less-than-elite NFL team who've never even been to a Super Bowl. All right, Neil says he knows it, so we're locked. I mean, yeah, there aren't, there really aren't that many, there really aren't that many teams. So, um, yeah, and I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to make a super exhaustive list so let's just if, if you've got a sense that it was one of the first teams you said and i think it fits the other one let's just let's say jacksonville okay. yeah um so when talking about uh, tony khan aew obviously they're doing really well going up against wwe uh, and wwe is doing nxt all, all of that being said what matt's really trying to get to here is to highlight uh, the animal with the strongest bite God, in its class no <laughs> uh, what a my, child this man is. It would be the uh, the team that I had a, a starter jacket of. Uh, they wore everywhere uh, when they first came out. And that would be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can't stop talking mm. about his favorite animal, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the team that used to have Blake Bortles, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, after regulation, looks like it's 175 for the Panhandlers. They uh, they put their cups out, and it's they're now full. Uh, for us, over at the French Press, 140. So a strong score, but uh, still have some ground to make up. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready for the final categories? Yes, please. All right. Number one, laying down the law. Number two, I don't believe what I just saw. Number three, it's five o'clock somewhere. Number four, take a spin. And number five, up the stream without a paddle. Okay, all the wagers are now locked in, so we'll get the questions. All right, number one in laying down the law. The Code of Hammurabi is the earliest known example of a ruler publicly proclaiming a set of rules or laws for the public to follow. What biblically prominent city was he the ruler of? Question two. I don't believe what I just saw. While sounding more like a CWDC mashup, this meteorological optical phenomenon occurs around sunrises or sunsets. Question three, it's five o'clock somewhere. A shot of Malort and a typical Midwestern beer such as Old Style or PBR is often referred to as this pleasant-sounding greeting. Question four, take a spin. On a standard American roulette wheel, how many number slots are there? Meaning between, what numbers can you bet on, more or less? Question five, up the stream without a paddle. This artist was involved in a bit of controversy when he reblogged a post urging fans to create a playlist of his single Yummy and play it over and over while they sleep to get it to number one on streaming sites. It worked and became the sixth single he was featured on to hit number one on the Billboard charts. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart topping family road trip trivia podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. 
The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. All the answers are now in, so let's get the questions one more time and see how we did. All right, number one in laying down the law, the Code of Hammurabi is the earliest known example of a ruler publicly proclaiming a set of rules or laws for the public to follow. What biblically prominent city was he the ruler of? French press. I believe for 20 points, that was Babylon. All right, panhandlers, what'd you wager and what do you say? We went uh, 15 down the line and we said uh, Babylon as well. All right, and that was Babylon. Good job, teams. Not to Babylon AD, for the record. Yeah. Or Babylon 5. Or... We could say more about this, but I see no reason to Babylon. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Very good. Question two. I don't believe what I just saw. While sounding more like a C- CWDC mashup, this meteorological optical phenomenon occurs around sunrises or sunsets. Uh, let's start with the panhandlers. What you wager and what do you say? So we wagered 15 and... Uh, this one took a while, but while playing with words of different CW shows, I remembered a delicious IPA called Green Flash, and the logo has sort of a sunset, or if I remember correctly, or sunrise, and so we went with Green Flash. Yeah, I think we were almost there for 20 points. Um, we just said Solar Flash. Mm, the answer is Green Flash. Mm. Great job to the panhandlers. Question three, it's five o'clock somewhere. A shot of Malort and a typical Midwestern beer is often referred to as this pleasant sounding greeting. Uh, let's start with people from the Midwest. What do you guys say, French press? Um, for 20 points, uh, you don't usually have this after having a Malort and a, shot, uh, and a beer, but uh, we said a good morning. <laughs> All right. Uh, what did you guys say, panhandlers? Uh, so I, I had actually read about this recently, but, and I, I will probably have to have it, unfortunately, in, in a few weeks at Geek Bowl, but I, uh, I knew it was like the Chicago something, but I, I, I said sh- the Chicago handshake, which... And how much did you wager? Oh, uh, 15. For 15 points, the answer is a Chicago handshake. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so you guys got that one. Yuck. <laughs> yeah it's not it's you know it's it is what it is 
Question four, and take a spin on a standard American roulette wheel. How many different number slots are there? Uh, let's start with the panhandlers. So the uh, the one through 36 plus the zero and the double zero makes 38. Yep, we had the same reasoning. Yep, the answer was 38. And I was informed that the European one only has 37. Better so, odds. Yeah. All right, so question five, and up the stream without a paddle. Uh, this artist involved in a bit of controversy, urging his fans to stream yummy over and over while they sleep. Who's that artist, Panhandlers? Um, it, I've only heard it once, and it sounded yucky to me, but uh, it's Justin Bieber. I'm uh, sure, only heard it once. Okay. Yeah, we got... <laughs> <laughs> That's what they all say. Yeah, we, uh, we took a stab, and we said Bieber, the Biebs. The answer. And it was Justin Bieber. To conclude the game, it looks like we increased our score to 160 with an increase of 20 points. But uh, these guys got all the final questions right. <laughs> they increased their score by 75 points, and they kicked our ass. Mm-hmm. They're the cream of the crop with 250 <laughs> points. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Good job, panhandlers. Thank you. It's fun. Yeah, you guys were a formidable team. Uh, both Dane and Jason uh, really worked well together. So that was... We, we had a, a slight uh, game, a slight uh, difference there going, I don't know, halfway through the game, but then they really pulled ahead. So got to give it to them. They, they kicked in the NOS for all you Fast and the Furious fans. Right, right Matt? <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Energy drink. <laughs> yep. There, or, and some energy. Yeah, Dane was uh, pounding NOS energy drinks in the background there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I must have. I wrote this game on a Saturday night because I didn't realize I had so many alcohol questions and clues in, <laughs> in the game. That's okay. We got a few of them, right? So yeah, no, no, we did. Um, uh, Dane, uh, anyone you'd like to give a shout out to, or or uh, anyone you'd like to say hi to before we uh, bid you adieu? Oh well, just my husband sitting next to me. That's all. Hi, husband. He's just <laughs> he's reading a book, really. <laughs> what, what's your husband's name? Scott. Well, Scott, thank you're you. You're a hero, Scott. You're a hero, Scott, as uh, might be on a previous <laughs> he does, episode. He does listen to Triviality, too. So, oh, good. Always appreciate that. Well, yeah, hopefully he listens while reading the book so that he can at least learn something from the book and then maybe giggle from us. So We recommend you create a playlist and listen to Triviality while you sleep as well. So yes, you get those numbers yes, up. yes, yes. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Jason. I download you through several different podcasts you know oh well thank you thank you true fan just for the the download you're the true hero (laughs) and of course jason thank you and your lovely girlfriend for uh for your patreon support and thanks for being on the show yeah thank you it was was a blast guys thank you uh so before we we bid you uh we bid you goodbye both of you i have a fortune cookie here we had from uh, lunch today and i'm just gonna crack it open and this is gonna be a fortune for everyone today for matt and uh jason and dane and uh and ken let's see little asmr there all right the fortune cookie says you are very optimistic and your plans usually succeed it's nice all right yeah good message for the day but on the other hand i was added to two different group text messages today so my life is ruined (laughs) and on that note matt you want to take us out yeah um so, on behalf of our contestants Jason and Dane, uh, co-hosts Ken and Neil, and not Jeff, because he's God knows where, my name is Matt, and that was Triviality. Someone's popped me before, and, and they haven't admitted it yet. It's like the mole. Someone hit me in from behind, <laughs> one of these guys. I don't know yet. What? I don't know. I'm just trying to create some sort of drama that there isn't.
Uh, it was Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin oh, came into the love. studio and punched me in the back of the head. Just like his movies, it just hit me in the back of the head. All right. Good time to move on to number six. 